This podcast is for information and entertainment only. This is not investment advice. We are learning right along with you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What the fuck happened? We're in a parabolic phase. Again. Going up 15,000 per Bitcoin. This is uh, at the eve of the CBOE. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Trading start. Um, I think in about half an hour, it would actually it, it actually starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, got GDAX open and I'm watching it. Trying to see what's going on. Anyway, uh, I don't want to talk about the CBOE right now. What I want to talk about is uh, wallets, really. Um, there's a lot of new people that are coming in and they're just confused as all hell. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And uh, this is for them. So I'm making a, I'm making a little... Uh, little cast here so just just trying to explain it to the newcomers um uh giving them giving gonna give you some analogies um so if you're a seasoned bitcoiner uh or a crypto head um you probably don't want to continue listening because um you probably know all this stuff but this is for uh some of the newcomers out there so let's start um, before we begin, I'd like to tell you that there are no Bitcoins, there are no coins, and there are no wallets. Um, I forget, uh, Andreas talks about this. Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly which video. He has so many videos, I can't go find it. But anyway, the point is, there are no coins and there are no wallets. So when you have a hardware wallet, you don't have any coins in it, per se. Um, if, if you have a, a wallet that's sitting... Um, on your phone you don't have any coins in there there are no coins so what there are are um, it's it's basically a, a, a pair of keychain a pair of key pairs a, a pair of keys okay one's private and one is public okay and uh, the public key after it goes through some other things becomes the public address you probably it's probably uh, unnecessary right now to understand but the the uh, the the public and, and before we start, what are these? How, how do you create these? So Bitcoin, auto, all it really is, is just a very, very, very long sequence of number that it's unguessable because there are, you can't, the number is so much that you can't just, even if you just keep try try to guess every day forever with thousands and thousands of machines, um, continuously, you're not going to be able to guess them all because that it's it's that kind of number. It's like you know, galaxy kind numbers, like the number of atoms in the galaxy kind of thing. It's like, it, it's really hard for a human uh, brain to wrap its head around these kinds of numbers. But just remember that it's just a very, very, very long number. Okay, that's all a private key is. So literally, if you grab a, um, if you grab a coin and flip it 256 times, and every time it lands ahead, you write down one, and every time it lands tail, you write down zero. You do that 256 times, and you write it write it uh, down on a piece of paper. That is technically a valid Bitcoin account, quote-unquote account, meaning that you can create a key pair out of that. It's just a giant random number, okay? And by you knowing that number, 
and I don't mean you personally memorizing the number. I mean you having some kind of software that controls that number. <clears throat> you have control over Bitcoin, a certain amount of Bitcoin, and to you just basically prove that you know about this number. That's all it is. So before we get any further, the private the, the the private key is just a very long number, and this is a very long number. You can create a public key from it. Okay. So every time you have the private key, you can, it's just the, the public key is another number that you can easily get if you have the private key. So how, what, what do I mean? I mean, if all you have to do is save your private key because you can create the public key very easily using some equation that your computer does. No problem. Boom. There's your public key you can create. But, but. If you have the public key, there's no way you can find out what the private key is. Okay? So the public key it derives from the private key, but you cannot go from the public key to the private key. But you can go from the private key to the public key as many times as you want. It's easily doable with doing some, you know, some formula. Okay? So, we're good so far. Now, when somebody gives you Bitcoin, Bitcoins are mine. That's a whole other topic. We can discuss how they come into creation by mining. But all it is when you have a Bitcoin. Oh, another thing. Uh, there are these things called digital signatures. These signatures are not like uh, a signature that's easily forgeable, like hand signatures. These signatures, again, is another number. And this other number... Okay, let's, let me slow it down. Digital signature is just a very long number. But this number comes from a private key if it has a specific, if it knows a specific information. Okay, so it's basically unforgeable. And you, each signature is different for every set of data that it's signing. So it's not like, when you on a regular signature, when you sign something, it's always the same. Like Bob Johnson, you always draw the same thing, no matter what you're signing. If it's a two dollar um, ice cream, or if you're buying a house, it's the same signature. It goes everywhere, and it's easily forgeable. With a digital signature, you are signing something, but when you, what you're signing is a specific piece of data, okay? And you can prove that you are that person. You are the owner that knowing the public key so if if somebody has your public key okay uh and, and gives you a piece of data you can sign it with your private and you can prove that you are the owner of the, the of that public key okay so the way it works with bitcoin is like all it really is is a chain of digital signatures and these digital signatures are signing saying, yes, I gave this amount of Bitcoin to that public address. And the owner of that public address, later on, with his private address, with his private key, signs and says, I'm going to give some of this to another person. And to that other person's public. And that other person now controls it with his private key. And it's just, that's, that's all it is. It's just the long chain. And this chain just keeps going. Just keeps going and going. And these... Digital and it's different than the blockchain, uh, where I mean, it's the I, I mean, it, 
the blockchain is how you sequence these um, things into time stamping them really it's all it is it's just time stamping what happens first what happens second but the, the digital chain that I'm talking about is the chain of signatures that's been going from the beginning of Bitcoin and it can it will continue on going and these again it's just me signing something to somebody else so let's say my friend gives me one Bitcoin so because he had some Bitcoin from that he got some time ago I guess from somebody else right it's just the chain and w what he says is in a you know in a in a programmatic way with the software with the with the consensus rules of this Bitcoin network he's he, he creates a transaction and this transaction says you see how I have this much Bitcoin I'm going to give that this like half of it to me okay and that data is it's basically it's it's just um, a piece of uh, agreed upon protocol. It basically says first you use this first first um, you know first you say how much you want to send from what address. It's just the thing. And then what you do is you sign it. You sign that data with your private key, right? And again, you're not doing this. Your software, your wallet does that. I'm just explaining to you what happens. Your wallet signs it and says, "Okay, here's I'm going to digitally sign this. Okay, digitally sign it." And, and then broadcast it out to the network. And that signature says, the owner of this public address that at one point had one Bitcoin is now wants to give half of it to this gentleman right here. And you see it's a valid, you know, it's a valid request that he wants to requesting, um, you know, the ownership to be changed from him to me. And look, he signed it with his, with his private key. Um, voila so that's and now when it gets mined it becomes mine when it gets mined when it gets you know mined by a miner it becomes my bitcoin because it's now signed digitally signed by the previous owner to me with a digital signature and it's by me meaning my public address so now I control it with my private key Right, and then later on, I can do the same thing. I want to give it to you. I will basically generate a transaction that says I want to give twenty point two five of it because I only have half because the other guy only gave me half of what he had. He had one. Now he gave me half of it. I have half. So I want to give half of that to you. So point two five. I'm gonna sign it. Point two five going from me to this gentleman right here. This is his public address. Yada yada. Cool. All right. I want to sign it now with my digital key with my private key. Signed. And now I'm going to broadcast it to the network, okay? And the, the miners look at it. They say, "Yep, last time it went to him. Look at his. It went to his public address. So, and that remember that public address is linked to the private key. They know that I control. They know I have that private key, even though they know they don't know what the private key is. They know that I have it because I'm the owner of it because I signed it and it matches to my public address. It's 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 a way, it's like a way of proving something without actually you know showing them what you have and you know this this scheme this private key public key is really interesting like it it, it does multiple things and uh, you know it, it's a way that you you can prove to somebody it's you so let's say you uh, if you put your public key out there and this is not has nothing to do with bitcoin this is just simple asymmetric cryptography so you put uh, you put your public key out there a public address out there and there are these servers, there are all these people, um, there are all these websites where you can actually register, you know, at register at some point your public 
address. Okay, it's not a, a public key. Sorry. So what that means is like so. Let's say I go to an anonymous board, okay, that and I want to give some information, okay. Say hey, tomorrow um, uh, something is gonna happen, or a week from now something is gonna happen, and then I sign that whole message that I wrote. I sign that whole paragraph that I wrote to these people about the future event, whatever it might be. Okay, I sign it with my private key, and then I put the digital signature right under it. Okay. So tomorrow, I want to come and give some other information. Now. If somebody else try to copy me and say, you know, I want to pretend to be, I want to pretend to be that guy, and I want to give some information out there anonymously, I want to put it out there, you know, yada yada yada. If if you put that out there, um, without uh, having the private key, you can't create that digital signature, so you can't prove that it was the original guy. But me, I can write another paragraph, totally different thing, and then sign it with the same private key. And the signature will match. Other people can verify. But they're, they're like, "Yep, that was the or that's the guy. That's the original guy who came because it, the signature matches." So it's a way that you can prove that you know uh, you can prove your your you online. You know, and the software companies do this. You know, software companies, for example, like uh, they put up a they put up a software, um, and they signed a whole software with their private key. And their public key they put on their website. They're like, "Hey, this is Adobe. We're Adobe. You know, this is our pri this is our public key. You see, here's here's the public key. We're gonna put it out there for everybody to see. This is you, you can use it. To you can use it now to verify stuff. So when they put a software out there for you to download, you can download it, and they will have like a checksum. So what you can do is you can, and then they sign they sign that so that whole executable file, whatever. That it's just piece of information. It's just bits." zeros and ones they sign in with their private key and then they put it out there okay so then me and when i download the piece of software if i was inclined to i could check it very easily just a couple of command lines you know the yada 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 check this enter if it says true you know meaning that yes it it the i give them i give it the public key i give it the source if it's like a if it's valid it says yep this is correct but if somebody at some point you know, some malicious person took and modified, they modified that um, piece of software and put something malicious in there, then the signature won't match because they, you know, and I can't, I can't fake the signature because I don't have the private key. So I'm kind of shit out of luck. I just have to hope that people don't check. You know, if you don't check, you can run a software that's malicious. You know, odds are it's not common, but it can happen out there. It does happen. So you just, it's a, it's an amazing piece of way. It's a, amazing thing you can prove you can prove things right anyway so that's what that is and with a with a hardware so with a bitcoin address all you're doing all you really need to do is keep control of the private of the private key and the private key like i said it's just a very long number and that very long number instead of writing 011100111110110 or writing it in a decimal format, you make it, you create it, you, you encode it in this way that's kind of easier to read. And I say, you know, kind of, because now you have the part, you know, private uh, private key that's, you know, it's like a long string of numbers. Now that long string, string of letters and numbers represents a very, 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 very long strings of zeros and ones and very, very long number, right? That's what it does. So... 
with um with digital with uh with regular wallets like on your phone your so your phone has to sign that so your phone has to have the private key on it and your phone is weak it's your phone's is susceptible to attack your same with your laptop it, they you know get hacked hacked all the time now uh so you, you, in order for you to sign things in order for you to send bitcoin meaning you have to sign something with your digital with your private key create a digital signature with that you know when you do it you know you're kind of risking it because if you have some sort of malicious thing on your machine it could steal your private key because it's on there but with a hardware wallet what it does is you generate the transaction remember that transaction that i said it says someone's over here wants to uh, send this much money to this fella right it's and then you have to sign that so what it does your your computer creates that signature creates that transaction and what it does is it sends it to the hardware wallet and the hardware wallet basically uh, says hey are, do you want to sign this it'll on the display it'll be like hey you're sending this much bitcoin to this person to from this address to this address and you're looking at it, you have to read it you know verify carefully and you're like okay yeah that's what i'm trying to do exactly and then when you hit okay your hardware wallet has the private key in a very in a relatively secure environment and what it does it signs digitally that transaction and sends it back to your machine and then you can broadcast it out so that way the private key is not on the computer the private key is on this very specific usb looking thing that's designed for security and all it does is just information goes in, it goes in and it verif asks you hey you want to sign this you're like yep i want to sign it and it signs it in the environment and it sends the signature sends the this the data with the signature to to, to your to your machine and then your machine broadcasts it out it's that's why it's more secure a lot more secure than having like a regular wallet on your phone or having a regular wallet on your laptop so that's that's why but you know a paper wallet is basically you writing down your private key somehow and keep controlling of it but it, with it, you know it's for long time long term storage you can't really send it because you would have to sign it and you know then you need some computer you need, you need to you can't do it with hands it's a hard math you can't just sit there and do it you have to have a piece of software do it for you so if you want to transact with bitcoin you have to have a hardware wallet if you want to transact securely i should say more securely with bitcoin you should have a hardware wallet but if you're holding it for 10 years there's absolutely no reason why um you can't you know just hammer those into a piece of metal like those your private key just hammer it into a to a metal uh, uh brass piece or or there's just so many different ways you can you know hide or conceal uh, and and store for long term your uh, private key and it doesn't have to necessarily be on a piece of paper so then it comes into what is these what is what are these numbers like what are these what is this seed that i keep hearing about the seed um uh, like uh, is the seed your private key no the seed is not your private key the seed is those words either 12 18 24 whatever it's just a series of words, right? Airplane, uh, shoe, uh, sky, whatever, right? That is not your private key. That is a seed. And what the seed does is a seed is just another long number. It's just all numbers, right? It's just a very, very long number. 
But with this very, very long number, you can deterministically create infinite, practically infinite amount of public and private keys. Okay? Using a standard. These are all standards called like BIP39. BIP is like Bitcoin. It's just like a, a formal way of proposing changes. This is not Bcash. You know, just you don't have two devs and you just run shit code. Um, there are BIPs and rigorous process of how, you know, uh, lots of peer review, making sure this is good, you know, debate, um, lo lots of stuff. And um, uh, so BIP39 is a standard. It says, okay, this is what we're, how we're going to do this. And now with that seed, as long as your hardware wallet or your software wallet in, in your laptop, doesn't matter, if they support that specific standard, it's like BIP39, BIP44, um, a couple of standards. From those 12 words that you wrote down, you can generate unlimited amount of addresses and those addresses will always be the same. Okay, so now you don't have to write down your private key. Okay, you don't write down the private key itself of just one wallet, right? With the seed, what you're writing is a very long number that from that very long number, you can generate a very, very long, long amount of addresses and those addresses will always be the same, okay? So if you right now using those 12 words, you know, use the hardware wallet that supported those two standards, BIP39, BIP44, uh, those standards, um, you create, let's say, 10 wallets and those 10 wallets, we'll call them, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, I'm going to pee, whatever. Ten years later, you come, as long as you can find a wallet. Now, that's the thing. Things might change. It might go way of Betamax. So you probably, you know, that's I've, I've thought about, like, long term, like, what happens. Um, but, you know, even right now, I can go to a, I can go to a pawn shop and get a VCR, you know, a Betamax VCR and play a tape if I needed to. I mean, so you will find these stuff everywhere, even if the standards of BIP39, BIP44 change in the future. So not to worry about, but basically with those 12 words, AKA your seed, you can create a deterministic uh, series of public and private key pairs, really your private key, you're just creating private keys. And from that, from that private key, you can create it's it's corresponding public key but it just you it goes on forever and it's always the same okay so that's what that seed is so you're not really writing down you're not writing down your private key you're writing down the seed from the seed you create the same private keys anyway i'm repeating myself but it's kind of hard um uh to explain to people so um anyway people are confused and i hope this could this was helpful to some people uh, and yeah, let's go back to watching this foosball game that I was watching. So, is there anything else I want to say? No. Uh, we got 10 more minutes until the CME launch, so I think uh, it's the perfect time for me to um, get back to my computer and uh, watch GDAX. Have a good day, everybody.